welcome into the League Podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Ken Norton. I'm here, as always, with the man from Iowa City, Iowa, Cody Rikes. How are we doing? What's up? Doing good. A couple icy lights deep. Downtown Yinzer of the year, J-Man, my best cornhole partner ever, Norton. How are we doing? What's up with you? Doing great. And as a guest host here with us, Mr. Draft Connoisseur himself, the Eric Brown. That's what I live for. Glad to be here. Gents, it's the it's the Wednesday after the draft. How are we feeling? Optimistic. Doing great. Doing great. Jeremy? No was feeling. It was a great draft weekend. I loved it. It was a great draft weekend. We uh we had a fun time. I I mean it was great. It was great to, great to time. have to have those that were there. Eric, we miss you, dude. I know you had prior <laughs> plans. Um obviously we missed the Deans and, and Steve and pretty much everybody, you know? It was uh it was a fun time though. Freddie, we, we missed you too. Wish you wish you all could have flown in, but uh we gotta make this thing a um uh a yearly thing. We gotta get it on the calendar. Cause we had we had yes. fun times. Jared, what was time. your what, what was your boy's favorite part of the weekend? I thought it was actually kind of cool that Eric wasn't there because I felt like a real GM, like making calls during the draft, and like it was pretty <laughs> cool. It was, it, was, it was pretty cool. That is true. Um, but my favorite part was just chilling with everybody. Good, you know, good times. Um, great weather. Good drinks. Played some games. Smoked some steggies. Drank some beer. Went to the casino. All around, great weekend. Played, played some Madden, did some fishing. Oh, we crushed oh, it. It was, it was a great, it was a great time. See, uh, the easy ten-hour drive there and back, not a big deal. Just hang out in the city for a couple of days, see you find people, uh, win a few cornhole games, lose a couple, lose a couple. But you know, we won the last one, Saber. So that's all that counts. Yeah, that's all that counts. And you I beat lost, both y'all at Madden. So you, you lost more than you won. We'll just say that. Yeah, much. but I won the last one. I won the last one. Uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, that's actually something you're not used to. You normally don't win the last one. Ooh. Oh, please. please. You normally please, lose please. the last one. What, are you going back to 10 years ago in uh, in North Dakota? No, I was just talking about this league. Cause you <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, that was like a 747 checking over your head there, buddy. <laughs> right over the head. Didn't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. At least I've been there, Kenny. I mean, you know, at least I know what the playoffs feel like. You know, you get these these clutch situations. I've won a couple, you know, but you can't win them all. You know, I'm not the Buffalo Bills yet, but you know, we'll we'll get there. I have to bring up this legendary cornhole game. Oh yeah, Saber, tell, tell tell the story. Saber and Cody were up two zero in the series against me and Kenny. Game three, they go up twenty to nothing. Me and Kenny fight back, win, and then win five straight. They were so flustered, lost all their confidence. It was glorious. It was one for the books. Nah, Saber might have lost a little bit of confidence. I never flustered. Let's let's be straight here. But also, Saber, we did recover. We won the last game. And we came back going over a couple times. I kept on singing in closing time, and Sarah was just ready to fight. He was so pissed. It's tough. Eric, we missed you, dude. It was uh, hopefully you guys had a fun weekend, but it would have been sweet to have you there. And um, 
especially yeah. on draft day, man. If that, if you were actually there, I think kind of w- witnessing some of the conversations that went down, which we will get into here in a little bit, that would have been a little interesting dynamic. Um, just because you have you have literally all the draft picks you know, for the next two years. So if there's anything that I have to do as commissioner, I think it's to f- to form the date really around your schedule and, and start from there because we we want need you there because we all want picks and it's a little bit easier to trade in person. Memorial Day is tough. Um, July 4th is tough. I get why we don't want to do that, though, because we have that extra day off. Yeah, I was in Vegas. I was actually with another league, um, hanging out with guys that are in another dynasty league in Sleeper. You're cheating on us. It was great. <laughs> Because we're able to like strategies freely and and talk and um, we're talking through trades. It was it was a fun time, but uh, I definitely miss you guys. You're my first and always. So uh, next year for sure, we'll have to make it happen. Yeah, that. What's your that winning percentage in the other league? <laughs> is, is it as bad as it in this one? <clears throat> so I had uh, Dobbins and Watson and Acres in the other league, um, and so last year was brutal. But I also had JT, and I ended up finishing second to last. Got a lot of draft capital because I sold that number two pick overall, just like I did in this league. It's a common uh, theme. Yes, and I'm, I'm set up for success <laughs> this year in that other league. At least one out of my two, I'll be definitely a contender. Um, I've got Judy in both, Elijah Moore in both, Amon Ross St. Brown in both. So I, uh, I know some people like to mix it up with their teams. If I have a player, I like to get them in both. Yeah, I would too. It's hard to... Hard to like be half in on one player and then half out in the other league. You know, if you if you got a guy you want to plant a flag on, you might as well plant the flag on him. Which kind of leads us into what we just did this weekend. We planted some flags on some players, drafted them to our teams, and uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Eric actually brought this up. This is why that's why we bring him on as a guest because this is his idea to kind of go through the draft and pick out a gem and a bust. Um, at least in the first two rounds, probably towards three and four, we'll just talk about the gems. Who, who we see is that diamond in the rough. Um, but I'd love to start here in the first round, talk with you boys. Who's your gem? Who's your bust of the first first round? All right, let's go through our gems first. Um, we can hear from each one of us. Uh, and then we can go forward with the busts. I can kick it off. Um, <clears throat> my gem... Overall, I'm um, looking through it. I don't want to start with the early picks because that's too easy. But um, I'm going to give some love to uh, Saber. I think Jamison Williams, getting him there at the, what is that, the six overall? It's I think that's, big. oh, it is Freddie. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. Good job, Freddie. Um, it, it is hard to tell in the sleep wrap when you're looking at it of who's yeah. who. It, they got to find a better way to do that. But we'll, We'll give you grace on the first one. Yeah, I see what you mean there. There's Freddie in the gray. I yes. love James' name. Yeah, I like Jameson Williams a lot. I, I have some, a little bit of concern, like I would for every single one of these players. I can see him being more of like a Henry Ruggs type uh, person. But I think he's got a bright future. He's going to be wide receiver one there. It's going to be Goff's last year uh, in Detroit. No problem. They'll be drafting a pretty good quarterback next year. Um, he'll still be really young in a really good spot there. I like what they're doing in Detroit. A lot of similarities with the Jets. You've got Swift, who's 23. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's 22. Um, even DJ Chark will be serviceable this year for their offense. But um, even with TJ Hawkinson being 25. Don't, don't forget my Hawkeye over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got a good, really, really good young core. Um, not really certain on their O-line, but 
I'm pretty high on them. I like their new head coach, and I like Jamison. I think getting him there uh, at six overall is really good value. If I was picking six and he fell to me there, I'd be pretty excited about that. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I like Cody. that. That was, that was great. I like, Jamison Williams, uh, Kenny and I talked earlier. He was one of my guys. But uh, I'm actually go out to 111, another Freddie pick with James Cook. You know, I got Dalvin on my team, little brother James. Buffalo needed a running back. This dude is going to get a ton of work coming out of Georgia. Uh, to get him at the 11th pick in the first round, the third running back off the board, um, I, I love that pick there for, for Freddie. I think he's going to be great. For me, it's uh, Sky Moore at number nine. Um I think he's the best. Big big shocker, Jeremy. Yeah, big the, shocker there. the sky's the <laughs> limit, and he needs more touchdowns, and he went to the right team with Kansas City. So Dean getting him at nine, um, I think he's going to be the best, the highest scoring rookie this year. So That's a good pick, Jerry. I, I do like that. <clears throat> That's another one where I, I don't think in many leagues his ADP is going to be uh, nine or higher. I think it's going to be more like seven or eight. So to get him there at nine, I mean, he must have been ecstatic. It's a great situation. Uh, I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, I mean, everyone's, you know, a victim to being ranking slaves, but, you know, sometimes you got to make your own rankings. And, uh, you know, Sky Moore, I would have taken him in the top three, but we shall see. Jeremy, who have you heard more uh, this offseason on on the Chiefs wide receivers? Sky Moore or Justin Ross? Who am I more high on? No. Who have you heard more about, Sky Moore or Justin Ross? Sky Moore. I have not. All I've seen is Justin Ross's pictures, and they're hyping that boy. Yeah, that's because like, you're watching oh, woke ESPN. I watch the woke about, ESPN. They, they, Get they, that all they out care of here. about is the story. Oh, he had back surgery. It's a great he story. He had oh, neck he was, surgery. He could have been paralyzed at any hit. <laughs> they, you're watching Woke Center. Sky Moore. Night. He's a Steve Smith. He's tough. He's strong. He's a stud. He's from Pittsburgh. Too easy. Yeah. That guy, well, he ain't even going to make the team. Well, yeah. Justin Ross has got a neck fusion issue. He's, First he hit. Is, Boom. Yeah, he, is, he has yet to be cleared by the NFL to play. Let's in, see him come in, across the middle with uh, Minka Fitzpatrick games. putting the helmet through his back. I just think it's interesting, you know? I just think it's interesting. We've heard more from Justin Ross than Sky Moore, and, and one was undrafted. What are you talking about? In what, I've in seen what it all scenario? over Twitter, Jeremy. For I've what seen OTAs where they're they're in shorts and and catching I, a ball? I think oh, a lot no. of it has to do with the fact that Sky has a hamstring injury, and Ross is making some pretty awesome catches in uh, mini camp right now. So I mean, yeah, obviously the. I mean, he should be. He's not going up against any defenders. I mean, whoa. OTAs? You kidding me? <laughs> uh, I mean, playoffs is one thing, but OTAs? OTAs? That's this. Are is you it. kidding this me? Is it. Jeremy's full practice? throttle here. He's full throttle. Eleven minutes into this thing, I am gonna love where this place goes. Uh, my gem of the draft to kind of keep us going. I gotta give love to you, Cody. I think Alave's. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he's the best wide receiver. Um, I, I would say between him and Jamison Williams, I, I think those two guys just kind of not only where they went, I think it's the best value, but I think they're the most electric guys uh, out of the draft. He's definitely a dude that I uh, was trying to go after. 
if I could have traded up and gotten Alave. I just don't buy anything. Um, people tell me about Michael Thomas. I think that's hogwash. Boy hasn't even played in two years. Um, I, 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 I'm not like thrilled or ecstatic or think he's even uh, a threat to Alave. Um, yeah, you got Landry there. Um, we talked about this, I think, last time on the pod, but I, I don't know. I, I just think Alave is an electric player. and uh, I'm a professional at drafting wide receivers, so I feel like I have the most uh, equity and the, the, the best mindset uh, right now just from last year. Um, so Lave was definitely my guy, but I could. I like the endorsement. Him. Yeah, I, yeah I mean, I, he was. Dude, I get a little. He was Henry the Ruggs only vibes. person <laughs> I was going to trade up for. He was the only person I was. I was. If he wasn't there, I wasn't trading up. He was. He was the guy, and yep. uh, I'm glad I was able to get him from you. Yeah, so let's talk about time, that. Let's yeah, talk about stealing from text. you. It's the last time I text in the chat because we had a it chat. Wasn't we a, had a, a, yes, dude, we did. Standing right next. I, standing right next to you. Bull, I made a I made an offer to Eric on like the freaking Thursday before, just in case Alave got there. Because I was thinking like, okay, let's let's get a thing in place, let's get something on the move. If he's there, I'll text Eric right away. We only got five minutes. Bing, bang, boom. Went exactly as planned. Freaking eighth pick comes around. Eric's on the clock. He I text him immediately. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's go time. I was gonna give him a 20, 23 first. Okay, that was my thing. I texted that. I texted it. Of course, Cody snakes in with the 2-20-24 first, gets my guy right in front of me. I lose out on a player that I want. And yeah. uh, So, Kenny, you're, you're sitting there on the phone with Eric as I what hear you your offer is your offers going through, and I say, you know what, my guy's there also. Let's just uh, – Eric, it's sent to you already. I don't, even, I don't need to text you. It's just, hey, take a look see I was, what you think. I was literally on the phone, and this is what I heard. Oh, shoot. I have another offer on the other line. Can you beat two twenty twenty four first? And I was like, No, I can't beat two twenty twenty four first. I hung up the phone, and then boom, you made the trade, and that's it. Jeremy doesn't have enough rooms to make my own war room. I think it's kind of shenanigans as commissioner. I should get a war room next year. I demand a war room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, capitalism. Yeah, he's, he's best offer one. Yeah, I, I at first, Kenny, I love it too because I was out on the deck in Michigan. You text me, uh, and, and what was the first text you sent me? Like. Uh, uh, you ready or like remember? And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I literally I had it all set I up. I forgot. Like, oh, you have a deal in place, and the guy forgot about it. What? Yeah, it sounds like you're over exaggerating this deal in place here. Yeah, I literally sent him a text message. At, at, all it said was "remember," and he responds like, back with a with a question mark. What's going on? <laughs> with a question mark. He said question mark. I'm like, what do you mean question mark? Trade the pick. Let's go. And then then he called me, and that's all she wrote. So. Yeah, I, look, I was pleased with that trade, Cody. I appreciate it. I think it was it was a good trade for both of us because you got the guy you wanted, but I, I'm definitely pleased with two firsts at 1-8. And I think it's not a typical 1-8. I do agree. Alave's awesome. But that's why I targeted 1-8 in both my Dynasty Leagues. I traded back from 1-2 in both of them to 1-8 for this very reason because it's all about tiers. There's tiers of you know top, round, top first round pick, even second round, third round. And um, there's definitely a... a tier drop after eight um mm-hmm. you could argue so uh eight or nine eight or nine because sky Moore, i think i agree is also awesome so i, uh, I was really hoping more too uh there's definitely a tier drop there's definitely a drop between sky Moore and alave and pickens there uh, is i don't, I I don't think so i think 
Well, at least from the NFL Dude, If you were not over. a Steelers fan. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I think he could be very is, I think he's very good. I mean, I, there's no if, guarantee for any of these guys. I mean, Yeah, is there is there a Pickens chance to be the best wide receiver in this draft? Yes. 100%. That that is a possibility, but I just I think Olave has more bust potential than Pickens. If Pickens was on the Panthers, he wouldn't even gone the first round. And it's yeah, a similar no QB situation. I think Jeremy's being a total homer here. Total I, mean, you can, nah, you I got Hen- I got Olave as Henry Ruggs 2.0. That's what Eric said for another player. What, what is this? A repeat? He's he's got he's got drunken driver vibes. Pickens didn't yeah, even just, play last just, year. He just actually yeah, called this guy a murderer. Tore exactly, he's hurt. Yeah, he came Pickens back and was tore. pretty good in a couple games. I don't I don't believe so, Jeremy. Well, you should probably fire. Look at the, the scouting report because uh, yeah, he. <laughs> Pretty was pretty good. He was the MVP in one of the playoff games. I don't know, dude. I I just uh, I don't know. I I don't buy it as much, and uh, I think there's a I think there's a definite tier break. After yeah, like I was Eric happy said, to get him. Watson. I was happy to get him at one eight. But Watson, Sky Moore, and Pickens is in the same. You could tell they're like in that same grouping. They're that second round wide receiver, and there's nothing wrong with them. Jeremy's totally right. They can I, absolutely be I mean, the you best think, in the draft. You think Drake London's guaranteed to be the best receiver in this? Draft? No, I just think that there's... no, and that's why I traded out a one-two because that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they're all in that similar tier. I mean, there's no yeah, yeah. This was a unique uh, first round with rookies. I mean, Drake's great. I tried to trade for J- uh, Drake London the next day with Steve. Um, I offered him Jerry Judy, and then a little bit on top for Drake London. He wasn't biting for that, but uh, no, I love Drake London, but. I don't think in most years Drake London is uh, 102 talent. The thing I love about him is he's 20 years old, so he's going to have plenty of time to develop. And that's what I'm going forward with with my strategy. I want young people. I'm not trying to win now. Is that why you changed your name to the Drake Londons and then you backed off? Honestly, that was all smoke and mirrors. I didn't uh-huh. want him at all. Pulled a Tomlin. Pulled a Tomlin. And then, the uh, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want him at all. And then and then you know he started to rise. He had a great combine. I'm like, wow, this could actually work out. But that's why I traded out a one two. I like him, but I'd rather have one eight and then more uh, picks as well. It definitely feels like a different draft, uh, at least different than last year. It felt like there was more. Um, last year, it felt like there was more studs, like elite talent, um, and then it kind of dropped off. This year, it feels like there is more. Um, talent but less elite players if that makes sense you know it seemed like there was more yeah. of like a, a depth in this draft than it was last year um because like last year i look back on some of these picks and um even for me like having rondo more i mean like i don't know it just it, it feels different this year um than it did last and who knows we're we're super early in this that could change throughout the years you're always finding gems um but kind of moving us along we who is your who's who's your bus potential who's the guy at least in the first round, that you're like, stay away from. Um, you don't like them. Uh, kind of get get rid of them. Eric, do you wanna you wanna kick that one off for us? Yeah, <clears throat> hate to do it to you, Trevor Dean, but I, I've got some real concerns around Traylon Burks. Um, yes, sir. Yes, one sir. One of the biggest reasons is because I I have concerns around people who you know he, six months ago were easily the number one pick in the draft, and he has slid so far since then. Um, to like mid first, like, yeah, one, 104, 105 is ADP typical for him, but he's, he's going the wrong direction. 
Um, he's a gadget player at Arkansas. He got a lot of his uh, production from like handoffs and like unique uh, running plays that were designed, screenplays that were designed for him. Like their offense ran through him, um, which is great. And he, they did so for a reason. He's an amazing talent, but I, I, I just definitely have some red red flags with him for someone who's taken 104 overall. And then the last thing that did it for me was a video of him huffing and puffing and uh, OTAs. I know we're talking about OTAs again, but his first day he was hands on knees. He had to go to the locker room. He was out of breath, and I don't want to hear any excuses. He just got drafted. He better be in the best shape of his life. He played in Arkansas. He's used to Tennessee heat. I mean, what happened there? I just have, I just have some concerns with him. Um, he produced great in Arkansas, but uh, I would have had I, – I, I like Garrett Wilson more, who Trevor also took. I like Jameson more. I like Olave more. That's why I would say he is my concern, just because of where he won at 104. Here's a, uh, here's a tweet from uh, A to Z Sports. It says, Traylon Burke says he's going to keep what's going on with his inconsistencies finishing practice in-house. That was tweeted out today because he, again, is struggling to stay on the practice field. He's going in and out, and so he says he's going to keep these in- inconsistencies in-house. So I, uh, the Twitter world agrees with you as well. There's something weird going on. I don't know if it's an injury or if he's just out of shape, but uh, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, I float the same way. Cody, you, you, you feel the similar? I was the same way. But, no, I mean, the guy's out of shape. You can correct that. I mean, obviously – He's young. There's probably some discipline issues going on there, uh, but it also goes further than that. I think I just I don't like Tennessee. I think Tennessee's in for a pretty significant crash. Tannehill's taking them as far as he will. Derrick Henry's getting towards the end. That offensive line is old. Like I don't think this guy's gonna step in and be the next AJ Brown. You don't just replace AJ Brown. Julio is still there. I just nah, think there's Julio's, gonna be a lot of Julio's a free agent did he did he move has he moved on okay mm-hmm. but even i just think tennessee is gonna be i think they're gonna crater this year i think they're gonna be one of the more disappointing teams i don't know man Every i, I time like you think i love that. i love Vrabel. i love Vrabel, yeah. but you got to give Vrabel some credit man we've thought I, that do, every year. I do i do they, i think but i think there's gonna be a reckoning this year it's coming like he, he gets his team ready I don't, I don't know if i'll go as far as saying reckoning i just you know maybe they're gonna be an average football team to good but yeah, I'm I not mean, saying they're going to be the Houston much of a Texans. Difference. But I just well, when you use the word reckoning, that's pretty. Well, that's pretty. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's some people who think that they're a legitimate. They're, they're an automatic playoff team. They're they're going to win this AFC South. You know, they're going to be, you know, yeah. a, a c- contender. You know, maybe totally. not for a Super Bowl, but they're going to be a contender. I just I can see them missing the playoffs and winning six games. That, that's more yeah. where I'm at. A- AFC is tough. <clears throat> I, I will yeah. hear you there. Yeah. The we, Jaguars are better. The Colts are better. Uh, I just don't think the Titans are going to be very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, those are definitely our, our three busts. Jeremy, do you have a different bust of the first round? Or are you, you you're jumping on the George Pickens? I, I love Burks. I love George Burks. Pickens. Um, that's, I remember, got, that's, that should be uh, like nails in the chalkboard to you. Jeremy loves a player. Just do the opposite. Please. Um I think Garrett. Will, I'm a little nervous about Garrett Wilson. Tell me. So, so we're all just hurting on. We're just. We're just. Yeah, sorry, Trevor. Trevor. Here. Yeah, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> it's just hard to trust the Jets. A Jets receiver. You know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. They don't have a very good track record. I didn't do much scouting on Garrett Wilson, but 
I don't think <laughs> him and Olave. I'd love to hear what your scouting process is. Him like. and Olave, one of them's gonna bust. You ain't gonna have two yeah. from the same team. Yeah, because Ohio State has zero tradition of putting good wide receivers in the NFL. It's just my gut. It's just my gut. We'll see. All right. Well, those. Uh, that's at least the first round. That's that's some good content right there, boys. Um, well, I'll, here's what we'll do. I'll, I'm gonna instead of just keep going round by round because I feel like we got lots of content. I'm gonna open up to all the rest of the rounds. Any gems you feel like are in the second, third, and fourth round that you'd plan a flag on, whether you got them or not. Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. I got a guy. Uh, The last pick of the second round going to my man Steve. Wandale Robinson going to the Giants. Super small receiver out of Kentucky. I watched him at Nebraska. I watched him beat Iowa in the bowl game. The the guy is a – he's an animal. I I love this guy, Wandale Robinson. Uh, I just thought it was a great pick. I mean, there's not a whole lot of risk. It's the last pick of the second round. And I thought he was clearly the best player. Like, after that, I don't see any players that would have taken above him. And I think there's several players that would have taken him before. I almost picked him at 206. Had I not gotten Olave, that would have been my pick there. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think this this guy's a competitor. He's undersized. You can use him in a lot of different ways. I think he's going to be great. Or he, has, he has a good chance to be great. I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, just real quick, I, I, I will go on record. I have some really con- big red flags with him and concerns. I, I will never – I would never draft him um, unless it's, like, late third. Um, I have Ronda more vibes with this guy. I don't think he's going to whoa, do whoa, much. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's Ken. That's so uh, Ronda Moore had a good season. He had a good season. Let's not, let's not jump in this guy uh, too bad. He's, he well, started out slow, but he, he he's a respectable <clears throat> player. The second year, let him break out. Jeez. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, look, look, look. That might have not been the best uh, example, but I, <laughs> I have some concerns with how his game's going to translate to the NFL. It's that size. It's a dime a dozen. It's not common that they're actually successful. And being on the Giants, I don't have confidence. You know, like uh, Brian Dable coming down from Buffalo. Yes, could he actually help? Yes, but it's still not a good situation. The past ten years with the Giants franchise. So when you couple him, his style that I would always stay away from um, uh, in in fantasy drafts, uh, this, just the size and my sizes perhaps, and I'm this is coming from the shortest guy in this podcast right now. Um, I just have concerns, and I don't think uh, the situation's really good too. I, I I don't know if I love that, but uh, I love how we agree to disagree, Cody, on that one. Yeah. There, you know there's a, there's, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of risk, but he's he's 21, and I think if you yeah. use him the right way and Dayball's creative, I mean, what can we do with Isaiah McKenzie? Isaiah McKenzie's the exact same size. I mean, he may not be a huge fantasy name, Isaiah McKenzie, not, but he's older. He got his hands on him when he was 25. I know he was a Broncos draft pick, and he was a, he was terrible. But I think having him at 21 and just watching him play at Nebraska, watching him play at Kentucky, he's a good player. He's got the right mentality. He he has amazing hands. He makes some ridiculous catches. If you go watch his highlights at Kentucky just this last year, um, I, and at pick the last pick of the second round, he's the twenty fourth player off the board. Like I think he's he's got significant upside for me at that pick. Yeah, well, Rachel's... But there's 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 definitely risk, but I think he's got a, a, a serious boom potential. Rachel certainly agrees with you on the on that pick with Kentucky, Kentucky. but uh, he yeah. gives me a little bit of Dree Archer vibes if uh, 
us Pittsburgh folk remember Dree Archer, uh, one of those small, quick, quick, quick boys that never really. Uh, here's a here's a question: together. Who has a better career, Calvin Austin or Wanda Robinson? Both small guys. Both bad. I don't know. Well, the difference yeah. is, didn't they? The, the only thing that I like about Wandell, because I was pretty negative on him, but I will say for a positive form, is draft capital. And the Giants don't know how to draft, though. Um, they took Canaris Tony 18 overall last year. Just proved my point. Like, I don't. Any wide receiver, any wide receiver that they pick, and I know it's a different regime now, I just. Maybe Victor that's my Cruz, own. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, but that's like a, that's a generation ago almost. Um, good points, but yeah, that's a long time ago. I just maybe it's recency bias for me. I I don't I just don't like their wide receiver picks. I think they reach on on both of them, uh, Wandale and uh, Tony. But let me go back to my positive thing on Wandale. He was a second over a second round pick, right? So they're gonna give him much more of a chance to succeed than Calvin Austin. I think. I want to say Calvin Austin, but after thinking through the fact that Wandale was in the second and Calvin was in the fourth, uh, I would say Wandale actually has a better chance to succeed. Yeah. And, and the reason I like him, he was a sleeper. He was the 14th wide receiver taken. I think he can – there's a there, there's a better than 50% chance he's going to be you know, better than the 14th receiver in this class yeah. in fantasy. Where are you, yeah. where are you coming up? He's my where height. Are you up with those statistics? He's my height. Better than 50%. I just looked at him. <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think there's a significant chance he, he could be a, a legitimate boom player for five years. And I think there's he's. I, I think he's gonna be better than the 14th best wide receiver out of this draft class. Yeah. That's where I'm going with that. Okay. Well, enough about the uh, New York Football Giants. Uh, we'll That's take it as solid. is. Um, Jeremy, Eric, you guys got any guys you, you'd, you'd plant your flag on? Jeremy, I actually want to kind of go to you because I feel like you drafted the player that you would plant your flag on. Well, yeah. I mean the. Previous episode, I said my favorite player was uh, Tyler Algier, oh. and I traded up and got him. So I'm quite ecstatic to get my uh, one of the best players in the draft. So um, you know, rich get richer. Um, so yeah, I was ecstatic about that. Um, but one one of my favorite guys is um, a third round pick, tight end that Saber took, Jelani Woods. Um, I think he's going to end up being the best tight end from this draft. Um, my sources tell me he's the most athletic guy out of, uh, of all tight ends in this draft. He's six seven. Um, he's a former quarterback. He reminds me a lot of Logan Thomas. Um, Colts need pass catchers, and uh, I think this guy's going to be a stud for Saber. Very high on my draft board. If I didn't trade my third-round picks, he was one of my targets in the third round. All right, question for you, boys, because I do want to talk about this, but in this draft, were there more tight ends taken or kickers? Uh, tight ends. What would you say? There's there's one more tight end taken. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's yeah, equal. It's tight it's, ends. It's two two to two. No, it's three, three. to two on the tight ends. Three to two. Okay. So that kind of tells you, man. Tight end, man. I I only say that because I feel like that when I looked at that, I was like, holy smokes, man. As a league, we almost took more kickers than tight ends. It seemed like it was slim pickings this year. After, well, let me uh, just say this. I don't, he's not going to be anything. You know what I mean? I, I think he definitely had to wait a couple years for him to develop because he's only been a tight end for like four years, like Logan Thomas or anything, he was actually a quarterback going into college. So, But, yeah, I think in two, three years, he's going to be a, a very good tight end. I like it. Eric, that's just a sleeper. You... Sleeper pick. Yeah. Deep sleeper. 
Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Saber uh, tipped the cap. I mean, I I pass on him. I had the two picks before him. I probably should have taken him over Justin Ross. Um, looking at this, I know you guys are definitely agreeing with that comment, but I'll roll the dice. Um, all right, so no, I would I would take Ross over that guy. For we'll, sure. yeah. we'll see. Time will tell. I don't think I still don't think he's going to play a game in the NFL, but I, I really like I really like Ross. <laughs> I'll take, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'll take the guy who's not going to play a game in the NFL. <laughs> no, I mean, but the risk, like the 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 reward, I I because dude, I I he's one of those guys I was I was going to take as well. Um, I thought I could get him at in the fourth round. I thought he was going to fall as much, uh, just just because of that yeah neck injury. But dude, I would I would have taken him. Like who the heck am I else am I going to take it in the third round? Yeah. So I so I really like Brian Robinson, and I I, I won't spend a lot of time because I took him, but I really like how he fell at three four. I mean, they're talking about how he's going to be the Jonathan Stewart to the D'Angelo Williams of Ron Rivera when he was at the Carolina Panthers, and the GM for the Panthers is also there with the Commanders right now. So they're going to u- use and utilize Brian Robinson a lot. He's ready to step in. He's 23, a little bit older than what I prefer, but the point is he's going to play. So for him to be there at 3-4, I was pretty pleased. Um, but Talk about living in the uh, the olden days. Yeah, 2008 going back. I mean, they're they're trying to bring it back, man. It's 2022. Like, that worked in 20, 2008 or whatever. But 2008, yeah. If you're an Antonio Gibson truther or uh, an owner, Jake you are still there quarterback. Yeah. You are you are struggling. If you're, I think Kyle has him right now. I'd I'd be to to your point, Eric. Like, if you have Antonio Gibson, like you got this, you got too many guys now. You got J.D. McKissick. You got him. I don't know. I, you still Jared I don't know Patterson. if they just don't believe in the Jared Patterson. I don't know if they, but just yeah, they don't believe in this guy. But like, I thought Antonio Gibson after that Thanksgiving game where he went off on primetime TV was going to be like the next best yeah. thing. Ever since that game, it's like he's plateaued and fallen through the roof. Not nothing's happened. It's a it's an interesting fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I like that pick for you too. I think that was good value in the in the third round there. Um, I actually have two guys that if I were to redo this draft, I would I would switch how I drafted. Um, but if I were to if I were to plant a flag on a guy, it's uh, it's actually um, Alec Pierce from the from the yeah. Colts that uh, Uncle Steve took. He um, I was hoping he was going to fall to to three one. Um, I I knew there was some buzz about him kind of coming up, but I just feel like from a Colt standpoint, like Jeremy said it, there's they need pass catchers like pass Pittman. Like who who else are they throwing the ball to? Like some of those other guys, like I don't know. I just I I, I feel like he's in a prime spot to really kind of take off, and uh, he was someone that I was kind of going after. And after the draft fell the way it did, I I had kind of wish I took Alec. Uh, at 205 and then got a running back a little bit later since some of them fell but I had switched I thought oh let's go running back early and then kind of try to snag that wide receiver late I think that's a great pick um, I think he's going to be way better than expected um, coming out of the gates and uh, he's someone I wish I had kind of gotten and uh, switched and gotten Ke- gotten Keontae Ingram um, that Cardinals running back yeah, those are the two Ingram. guys I was going, man. I like, loved yeah. Keontae Ingram too, but yeah. they just yeah. signed Damian Williams, so now he's gonna have to fight to get I, that. I'm not worried. Damian about Williams that. is is light. I was just listening to a podcast. They're talking he's about n- that. He he. If you look at his weight, like he's not gonna be utilized 
the yeah. way like a true RB two would be. I think he's got RB two locked up. Uh, Keontae does. Is, is my point. I could just totally see James Conner getting hurt and this guy being thrusted into the first yep. uh, team reps and kind yeah. of take Ch- off. Chase Edmonds. There. Chase Edmonds was productive as as uh, yeah. the number two running back there for a long time. He's in Miami, he, but he's another guy I would have taken, and and that's where yeah. like. For my draft, I wish I I wish I sw- uh, yeah. switched it I around. Was, I wish I, I took was between Pierce him and, and, Ra- and Rashad White. Yeah, and it was yeah. I went White. But, Real quick, let me give some love yeah. to Dean. I think John Metch- Mechie at two nine is great value. Um, I was really hoping he'd fall uh, to me at two ten. If he would have just gone one more pick, I wouldn't have made the trade with you, Jeremy. I would have taken John Metchie all day at two ten. But I think him at two nine is is great for Dean. Yeah, he he uh, Dean went after a lot of wide receivers. He needed the help. I think Dean had a good draft. With... I like this third round pick too. Yeah, Romeo Dubs. Yeah, It'll be sneaky. Gotta be honest, I didn't even know that guy existed during oh. the draft. It's always funny when you look at the draft board. I'm like, who are some of these players? You know? Yeah. Like, isn't it funny how uh, Tyquan Thornton? Th- you know, he goes 50th overall in the draft, and he he gets drafted after freaking Romeo Dubs. That went almost. 82 picks later. <laughs> like, People are just scared of Patriots players. I mean, dude, that's insanity. Um, Freddie takes him. I think that's a good pick, too, at 310. Like, that is yeah. a really good pick. I mean, Belichick sucks at, at picking, so people, I think, are afraid of that. Freddie had a really yeah. good draft. Really good draft. I think so, too. So, yeah, at this point, everyone had a great draft, right? That's the that's the joy and the beauty of, uh, of the rookie draft. There's so much hype. There's so much hope. Our teams are all better until they uh, actually step on the field and we figure out who's who's the men amongst boys. So um, that will be our gems and our busts for our 2022 Rookie Mock Draft. Now, gentlemen, I kind of want to strip back the layers. We've talked about who we like, all the comments, but I really want to hear from you guys your strategy um, what 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 were you actually thinking going to the draft? And Eric, I'd love to start with you, man. You had all this draft capital. You had 102, 108, and uh, you kind of traded back. And word on the street is is that you are uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates of our league, that you will always be in constant rebuild, that you're always looking for the future, and uh, that you can't just select a player and, and hold on to him. And so what are your thoughts of that? There might be some truth there. I'm already trying to trade Judy because <laughs> um, 23 is a little bit too old for me. No, but uh, what you want, Eric? What you want? I mean, I, I think I need a hold because I've been fishing. Uh, you know, a- everyone's always for sale uh, at any moment, and that's my strategy um, for the right yeah. price. You guys give me good prices, so that's how these trades keep happening. But um, I mean, look, my strategy is to be patient. Um, a lot of times with dynasty leagues, everyone's trying to win within the first two to three years. Um, a lot of teams are aggressive right now, and I think we can all agree. A lot of teams are, are capable of winning, and, and it's kind of top-heavy, and I'm completely fine being in that minority and being um, one of the fewer teams that doesn't have a chance because with the draft capital, I'm accumulating. I'm patient. Hopefully, trust the process. Uh, in two to three years, I'll uh, be ready to go, more likely two years. Um, I got to draft a QB. I'm really that gives me 76 or vibes yeah yeah i know i know philly i know 
Yeah. Ooh, trust the process, and they're uh, yeah. The, the, the only good it. thing that came out of them was that that term. I like the term, but everything else hasn't really worked for them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's. I enjoy building. It's it's going to take some time. I really love the draft. I, I, I meant it in the chat when I said this is my Super Bowl. It's so much fun. There's nothing better than that than the NFL draft, and then to follow it up with dynasty drafts as well. It's it's electric. Um, so we'll see. I, I need to get a quarterback. Yeah. Um, really looking at uh, the 2023 quarterbacks now, which makes it fun. Even 2024 with uh, what's his name going to USC from Oklahoma. Caleb yeah, Caleb Williams is on my radar in 2024. <laughs> That's how long I plan. And then uh, I thought you were going to say the Manning kid in 2026. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chase Brown coming in in 2035. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, Eric. It's like tanking for Arch. When Manning. do you? When do you? When do you take a pick? Like, when's a player good enough? To yeah. Take so. A pick? I- and hold I, on to him. You know, like when when does it stop for you? Is is really my question. And you don't have to give the strategy. I don't want to. No, like, you're good. I just like I'm genuinely curious. When do when do you pick? Absolutely, and it, and hold absolutely. on. Absolutely, it it it's dependent upon the year, and it's dependent upon the draft class. I got to make the the best decision in the moment, and I'm not just going to be stubborn and and say, hey, I I have to start winning now because I need to start winning now because it's been too long. This draft class, like I said. Bruce Hall was amazing. Great pick. He was absolutely the only 1-1 option. So after him, there's a big teardrop. And then there's a huge uh, similar class from like 2-2 to like 2-4, 2-5, 2-6, more like 2-5 to 2-6. So I'm like, why why, why am I taking 2-2 when there isn't a for sure person in that slot like there was last year? If I had 2-2 this year... And it was a draft class like last year where there's a clear top three, then I absolutely would not have traded back. But that's why I traded back this year. And then when it came to it, when I was on the clock, I absolutely would have taken Alave. But um, I like the two firsts uh, for 1 8. So it was too good to pass off. Yeah. It's fluid. You got to live in the moment, make the best decision that you have presented to you. What were your thoughts going into 2 10 there? Taking th- three thirds. I don't uh, like Tyler out here. Do you, do you take the, <laughs> do you take the strategy though? Like, I, I to me, like I think if at some point, too much quantity is doesn't, you know, it doesn't beat the the quality of having one pick. If that makes sense. So, I, what's your, what was your thought with, when Jeremy was coming at you? Because you traded that third for two thirds, right? Or was it three? I can't remember if it was. Yeah, I got three. three thirds for the two. Uh, yeah. What is that? Ten. Two ten. Yeah. Was that just like, hey, I wanted, to, I wanted to get as many picks as I can, trade pieces? To yeah, I mean, quite him. honestly, I'm not – I don't love Tyler Igier or Rashad White or Wando Robinson. I, all three of those I have concerns around. I, I guess Rashad White would be my favorite out of those three for sure. Um, but my point is I don't – I didn't like any of those three. I think Rashad White at 211 is just great value though. Um, I was tempted to take him at 210. But my point is I knew that there's other people – that were still on the board in early third that I could use with the picks coming from Jeremy. Like, I'd rather Brian Robinson, and I'll go on record. I'd rather Brian Robinson than Tyler Algier. So that's why I did it. We'll see about Tyler Alligator. Yeah. You never know. He, uh, he actually seemed like someone – I was surprised you traded back from that because he seemed like someone that would have been trade bait this year. So I, I thought for sure you would have taken him 
because he seems like one of those guys that is a short term. Like if he if he starts and it, and gets carries, he's an easy trade. You know, he's an easy one to be like, all right, his values skyrocketed. Depending on how well he plays, who knows? But you kind of get what I mean. I I thought he was one of those guys, but I agree with you. If you don't like him, then you know why take him? Uh, well, when Tyler Algier is getting inducted in the king, <laughs> you bet your ass I'll be there in the front row. Yeah, that's the one thing, man. Eric's gonna definitely miss on players, but I'm 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 sure he's gonna hit. I I respect the strategy. I think a lot of people give you crap for it. Um, at some point, I feel like I'm gonna be interested to see when you choose to actually uh, take the picks. But I think it's a uh, it's a bold strategy. It will definitely pay off. You're, you're going to be a force to reckon with here. It just depends when. Like, I have no idea when. It's 2024, 2025. And it, um, I yeah, have no and it's idea. not like I didn't get better. Like, I, I traded a couple because I had seven. Like, I still took uh, George Pickens, who I'm excited about long-term. Not this year, but long-term. Again, I'm not obviously going to win anything this year. So that's fine. I'll be patient with George Pickens. Jahan Dotson, iffy, but... Could turn out to be good. Why not? And then I love Isaiah's great pick for the second. Yeah, exactly. Round. And I love Isaiah Isaiah Spiller. I, I wouldn't trade him for anything. He was projected to go in the top uh, like four picks for so long. He has fallen off. It goes back to the same logic I had with uh, someone else, uh, Traylon Burks. But to get him there at two one, and he's twenty years old, and Eckler's going to be gone in two years, right? I mean, it's going to be his show at 22. Yeah. I love it. So I definitely still got better. Yeah, that's that. That was the that. That's why I traded him to you because I I had thought through that and I just felt like that's a huge that, like Eckler's a huge player to jump. And if the Chargers are as good as they are, like why wouldn't you bring back Eckler? You know, like I I just I like at the end of the day, the reason I traded that pick was I was like Spiller to me just it feels like he's got a ton of hurdles. To, to get over and he's youthful and like he could do it. And um, it depends how the chargers kind of view their team. But I was like, why wouldn't I trade back and take someone like Zamir white? Who's in a similar position who I think has an easier path to actually becoming an RB one quicker. Cause jo- they, you know, the Raiders didn't sign Josh Jacobs or take, take his fifth year option. And I'm worried. Like I get worried with some of these players that are, are good, but they just get stuck behind someone that's better. And then when the time comes for him to play, the team's ready to draft another youthful dude. Like and Madison in Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, where it's like, you know, or A.J. Yeah. Dillon, right? A.J. Dillon feels like the same player where he's such a talent. If he was by himself, he'd, he'd be a, he'd be a starter. But he's got Aaron, you know, he's got Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones was in the same position, right? People thought he was going to leave. And then what happened with Green Bay? Well, they decided to sign him because, he, you know, he provided a lot of value, and then this dude gets stuck. And um, to me, I felt like I'd rather take – a dude behind Josh Jacobs than Austin Eckler because Austin Eckler had a freaking unreal year. Um, but I think he's so talented. I'm j- I was just worried he was going to get stuck. And I was like, well, let's just trade back another pick. So yeah, we'll see what, what yeah, you're right. It's going to take a little bit of time for Spiller, but I've, that's one thing I've got plenty of. Yeah. You, you have all the, yeah, you have all the time in the world. So for you, you're like, Hey, it works for you. And it works for me. Cody, you, uh, kind of, kind of moving along to you 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 made more of a splash well actually that's that's a lot you made a splash in the beginning we've talked about that with the lave let's not beat a dead horse we know he you like him but you made a splash after the draft and i am just floored floored to like just, i think is the dumbest thing you have Why ever done really because you traded a guy who i think could be very good on a on a high-flying passing league 
for Hollywood fourth Brown, round yeah. picks. Fourth round picks. Now. Yeah. yeah. But then, okay, you traded a first round pick in 2025. Yeah, right? it's value. It's future value. Dude. I trade, I mean. I think that's the dumbest that thing in the world. It's going to take three eventually, years. Three eventually, years that 2025 pick. Yeah, but maybe that, 20, maybe that turns into a, a trade up in 2024. Maybe that turns trades into a, a trade up in 2023. I'm I'm not looking at this as I'm gonna I'm gonna use this pick in 2025. I think it's a very slim slim chance I actually pick with Zach's pick in 2025. Like slim yeah, dude, chance. How the heck? So, you, uh, you you're gonna have to wait all that time. But you're just I think waiting right now, years. I'm selling high on Marquise Brown. I think his value is pretty high right now because I think a lot you sold potential. low. See, that's that's where I disagree. I I think you think you sold high. I would say low because there's a first in front of that. But I think you sold low. I really nah, do. I, I don't think low. Because you're going to sit on my assets. bench. He's going to sit I, on my bench. I, I have it's other a wide war receivers, of other flex players. I I just don't see a way for him to be on my roster. And when I see a 20, 25 first, that, to me, I see I don't see a 20, 25 first. I see as that being as Jerry Judy move because I'm going for it. I'm going for it this year. So if you're going with, for it, why wouldn't you keep the player? Because when the calendar flips to you know the end of October, going to November, come towards trade deadline. And I need that first round. I need that capital to go get someone, whether it be an RB one, whether you, that so be, you don't, that's so you what I'm think, looking at. You think a 2025 first is more valuable on paper than an active starting wide receiver on the Arizona Cardinals for my roster. Yes, because I can use that pick to get someone better than Marquise Brown for the stretch run. So. That could get me a championship. That's what I view that as. I don't care, but I'm not going to draft. I'm not going to use it. That pick's going to be traded. That is my strategy when it comes to this. I trade future first Dude, good luck. for established stars to get me. If anyone in the league trades for 2025 picks, <laughs> I, I, here's what I heard from an NFL GM. Okay? It's all this them. year or Eric, next year. Eric, will, will, Eric will obviously do it. But here's the thing. Right now, a t- like I, here, here's, this is what an NFL G- I was listening to a podcast. This is, what, this is how the NFL values <laughs> picks. A first pick is, for the we're next year. We're making the NFL. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. On the side. Just listen. A pick next year, <laughs> like a first for next year, is not worth a first. Like it's not a first. So the NFL values whatever pick it is in the future around below of what it really is. So a first for 2023 or 2024, however you kind of determine what year we're in, is really like a second. And then it goes on and on and on. So it always decreases one round per year. That's what the NFL, that's how they value it. Okay. Okay. I would yeah, trade that. Right now. I would so trade that. Right now. If I was an NFL team then, if that's really how people thought. If I had a second round pick, I would trade yeah. a second round pick for next year's first every single year. Is by that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, but that's, I, it's it's different because it's obviously like there's – there. It, because there's so many different rounds, like those, those picks are more valuable because there's seven rounds. For us, there's only four. So, like, to trade a pick three years in the future, like, yeah. I, 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 it just it, it makes no sense to me. And then you trade it to the guy who's going to beat you. That like, was interesting. Two that was years interesting. in a row. And, and, and you said, I'm going for a championship. And then you trade a guy who you think is going to be good, who finished a wide receiver two last year on a terrible football team, to, to your contender. Like, it makes no to sense me, to me. It was fair value. I it was it was if you think if I look at it as I got ten per at least ten percent more. 
if if I'm sending 100% value, I'm getting 110% back. And I think I got even more than that back because I view when I could flip Marquise Brown, who's going to sit on my bench, I can't flip him for anything that's going to yield me what I can flip that 2025 first for. So when that pick, when it comes down to crunch time at the trade deadline, when someone's team is, you know, three and nine and I'm nine and three or whatever it may be, I can use that pick, say, you know, Cam Akers, God forbid, gets hurt again. I can go get Aaron Jones. I can go get someone else who can be my RB1 for a couple of years. That's what I want that pick for. I, Marquise Brown's not, I'm not going to get an RB1 for that. At 25 first, it's going to get me, it's, I may not straight up for it, but it's going to get me closer. I love having that Maybe. capital, that flexibility. That's what I've been doing the whole time. No, I, I've I, traded first round picks. I've traded so many first round picks for players on my team. And I have a very solid team that can win it all. That's we'll my see. strategy. That's we'll my strategy. See. I just, uh, I don't know how 2025 first is going to get you there. Uh, for maybe not this year, but, but maybe next year. Unless, unless you're trained to Eric, but Eric has no, he's got, he, he <laughs> maybe got next no running year. backs. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, part of the process. Part of the process. Jeremy's just chugging uh, his water here, hydrating as he gets ready. Sorry, I kind of, yeah, I kind of stole that. What was the trade that you guys were thinking? Oh <laughs> what do you mean, don't worry? You're trained for Judy, aren't you? Well, Eric just said it. Give him 2025 no, first. Check the sleeper app, boys. Check the sleeper app. Well, did Judy finish above or below Marquise Brown last year? Well below. He also missed well below. eight games within. So that should tell you everything, Cody. Eric doesn't even want a 2025 first for Judy, and you trade yeah, him no away. It's like, it's like you're the Judy, Judy's so much better than Hollywood Brown. Come on. <laughs> based on the stats, based on how they played, I would actually disagree with that. Judy I think got that's hurt. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got that. That matters. That matters, man. Marquise Brown was a wide receiver too in a terrible offense that ran the ball all the time. Yeah, well, you're telling he's me got, he he's got D Hop and Hurts. He's in a, Hurts. That D Hop's gone for the first six games. D Hop suspended. That boy's getting older. Dude, I think Zach. I think Zach bent you over. I don't know. And, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's. I think it's I I think it tough, to, even. tough to say. For I think it's pretty even. I mean, if... I think we value picks. I don't know. I, I think we I think the market will adjust as we move forward in the league of how we value our draft picks. We trade away our futures like they're you know like they're gold. If I'm Eric, man, I'm trading away all those twenty. You got like I'm six using them all. Fours, man. You could. I'm not trading any second round pick. <laughs> yeah, trade them all. <laughs> First round, you got you have like fifteen picks. I showed you have more players in the draft. I showed my roster spots. to that uh, to the other league when I was in Vegas, and they're like, "Wait, why are you showing this off? This team's horrible." And then I was like, "Well, hold on, just scroll down." They scroll down, they saw my picks, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they're so jealous." <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be stunning. And then. If, if Cody doesn't win this year, his window is going to close rapidly because Eric's going to have all the picks, and then he's really going to be screwed. And that 2025 pick is going to be worth diddly squat. But we'll see what happens. All right, boys. We'll We've see. been talking for 55 minutes. It's been a good draft recap episode. Any last thoughts uh, as we kind of jump out of here? Yeah, I give Freddie an A draft grade and Eric an A draft grade. 
And those are my only A's for this draft. Wow, thanks. What would you rate me? Let me look it. What do you guys think of David Bell? I'm like a little worried about him. Hate him. Terrible. Go <laughs> <laughs> just hate him because he's from Purdue. He's young. I like that. <laughs> I think he's the next Henry Ruggs. He's not quick. He's way. slow AF. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just on the personal side. <laughs> No, no, he's a good guy, but yeah. <laughs> great guy. I, 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 can't, I, I can't, can't stomach him on my team. He broke my. Have heart you guys been watching twenty twenty three mock drafts yet? Because that's all I do now. Are you kidding me, uh, Boutte from LSU? Ooh, baby, there's so many good. I, uh, Kenny, I'll give you a B minus draft grade. The Ohio State wide receiver yeah. Smith and Jigba. Yeah, okay. He's Jigba my guy. Smith or something. Smith. Yeah, I mean that guy's unreal. Oh, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Kenny, I sent you a video of him. Yeah, is that the Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. Like the Marvin Ohio Harrison? State is absolutely wide receiver. You. Yeah, Ohio it's State. Ohio State. Well, ask yeah. Jeremy though; they don't spit on any good wide receivers. Yeah, Chris Olave yeah. sucks. I'm just saying, there's. There's Garrett Wilson, him Garrett. or Garrett Wilson, one of them is gonna be a bust. Who knows? George All right, boys, straight to Canton. That's Algier. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Well, from uh, schedules out, from all of us schedules out too. Week one is set. What about college football? That's that's where it's at. With all these picks, you gotta watch college football. Texas, Alabama. Are you kidding me? Can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. Bijan Robinson, yes. Oh, Texas. Eric, you want a quarterback? That quarterback from Miami, no. Van Dyke. Quarterback from stuck. Ohio State. Easy. He's going number two no. in mock drafts. Miami's Miami's quarterback is going to be the best this year. Dude's a beast. Spencer Petras is Van Dyke. Stud. Mock drafts always they always shift and change. What it I is know now, Spencer never, Rattler a year ago was like becomes, going number one overall. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. one. Sam Howell. Sam now Howell he transferred. Now he transferred. Sam Howell is actually an interesting name that I'm surprised didn't get picked. In the He's Baker Whoa. Mayfield 2.0. He shouldn't even be on an NFL roster. Baker Mayfield yeah, 2.0 is, is still a starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I know not now, but I know not yeah. now. I'm just saying, and he might he he, he might get traded to a to a team like Carolina or Seattle Carolina. that needs him. Nah, they just drafted Corral and don't touch him. Well, there was but more assaults coming. There was another. Watson, so, I mean, he better get suspended for the entire year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. That's just an interesting story as we kind of go along. Um, but, gentlemen, it's a pleasure. Eric, thanks for hanging out with us today, um, sharing some of your uh, your strategies. Uh, we could have talked for like two, three hours. We, we'll just probably continue picks, this after, that's all. But I feel like from a li- I feel like from a listening standpoint. I'm going to continue to have this conversation with Cody for the next seven years about how dumb I think he is trading uh, a, a potential it's, it, wide receiver a, one. It'll be an interesting trade tree to see where Marquise Brown goes, where this 2021 first turns into. It'll be a good look back here in a few years. Just imagine if you're Jeremy trading and and uh, getting such a steal with trading Le'Veon Bell for him and then moving along and now look at all the value you could have gotten, Jeremy. Instead, you have Tyreek Hill who's on a different football team. So... I'll leave it to you to close out this episode, Jer. Your final thoughts, and then you know how to close it out. Well, that about wraps up the off season. Um, it's been a great off season. Now, uh, officially today, 
We got 99 days till Bills vs. Rams on Thursday night. Next podcast, I'll be live from Latrobe, PA at training camp where we got a quarterback battle between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubinski. This is your boys signing off. Cue the damn music. Music.